Hello, friends. Welcome to Sit with Brit. I am your host, Brittany Bailey. And today we are here with Kim, who is an integrative mind body coach and business mentor for healing focused entrepreneurs. I cannot tell you guys enough about Kim. She is one of the most amazing humans I've ever met. And she has such a just amazing resource of knowledge when it comes to mind body connection and mindset and just so many things. So this conversation is probably going to take some twists and turns as we, you know, dive into like what comes up. Um, but I always have the best conversations with Kim. So I'm so excited to introduce you to, or introduce her to you guys. Welcome, Kim. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for inviting me. We're like, for sure going to go through some twists and turns. So put your seatbelts on. <laughs> We're yes. going for a ride. <laughs> Let's see where it takes us. So first to start us off, can you tell us just a little bit about right now who you serve and how you serve them? And then we'll kind of go back into your story to what led you to here. Sure. I work with coaches, practitioners, and healers to help them launch their business, launch, grow, and scale their business. And so most of my clients are um, still in the passion phase. They know they have something, but they really haven't been like, they're not even at the point where they figured out the business strategy is a necessity yet. So they're searching and they're trying all of the things. I call this like the first stage, pretty much the, the amateur or the, you know, and some people get offended by that. I do not get offended by that. I think it's pretty cool. So I help them um, get into their business and then launch it forward. Awesome. And so I know, I know a lot about your story or a decent amount about your story. And I would love to go back to this one point in your life. You were a successful business owner. You were running, you know, a studio that had tanning salon and all kinds of things under one roof, which was awesome. Like you had built this successful business. Um, but health-wise you weren't doing well and you were searching for answers. So kind of take us back to, to that place and where you were at mentally and how it was, you know, showing up in your business for you. Okay. So back in 1997, I had five children. My baby was going to school and um, actually it was my fourth. And then, cause I was pregnant when I finished beauty school and I wanted something to do. And so I opened up this, um, I went to beauty school, became a cosmetologist. I opened up a hair and nail tanning salon in my backyard, like super simple. You just drive up on the side of my driveway Turns out like I was really good at business, took off, paid everything off in three months. And that was the beginning of the journey. So three months into business, I realized I'm really good at this. I love it. It, um, I feel satisfied. <laughs> and from there, I ended up um, enlarging into like extending that particular business. And then I brought health and wellness into it. And so we, I had a ladies fitness gym and then I expanded to another location. Then I brought in a boutique and all of the things you imagine where women hanging out in this place. And they're like, boy, I wish we had, and I'm like on it. <laughs> so then I would add that, add that. So it was a lot of just trying things out. And it, I mean, nothing I touched. Well, one thing I touched <laughs> didn't, didn't soar. Um, <clears throat> And so I think that was where I fell in love with business, but Brittany, it kind of led me to where I am now. I noticed as a hairdresser, as a massage therapist, as a yoga teacher, as a health coach, as a life coach, as a hypnotherapist, like all of the things that I became along the way, one thing was in common. There was no practical training of what to do with that certification what to do with that passion to serve? Like, what do I do with this? What do I do with this? How do I monetize this, this certificate, put this into action? And so this passion that I'm doing now actually started way back then when my business was soaring and I couldn't find help. So I was like getting people fresh out of school. I was getting people who had their own place who wanted to work for someone else. And I kept running into the same problem. And so that that's when the vision was planted of, gosh, we got to teach like Okay. It's like having a VOTEC for entrepreneurs, right? It's that practical training. Um, and so that's where all of that started. And my other location, here's the problem I ran into. I didn't know how to manage people. I didn't know how to lead. I didn't know. I was more like, okay, here, I'll just pay you, go see about them. And I'm just going to do it. And I did that for years and years and years until I realized that I can't, I can't grow this and I can't function like this because I had used up all of my energy, all of my drive because my passion and desire to serve was so intense. It was beyond me. I couldn't slow it down, which leads me to your question. I'm sitting here. I've got all these diagnoses and illnesses. Um, I'm on medication. I've had multiple surgeries. This started when I was 29. So it wasn't far into 
when I began the business. So you can see I instantly fell in love with it, got addicted to it, and here's what I was addicted to. All of my sense of worth and value came from my clients telling me how amazing I was, coming back week after week. And I got so attached to being someone, having something of value to offer, that they were canceling their dentist and gynecologist appointments not to miss their nail appointment. Like appointments that were scheduled out a year in advance because they could not get in if they couldn't. Do you know how elevated that is for someone who had no sense of self as a child. I mean, I was abandoned by my mother. I didn't ever have a sense of an identity as a, as an individual at all. And mm-hmm. when I received that, I, I mean, I, I couldn't get enough of it. And I basically just emptied myself out. I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia, with chronic fatigue, with adrenal fatigue, with thyroid dysfunction. I had a complete hysterectomy. I had 15 surgeries, 24 years of medication, several diagnoses. It just wouldn't stop. I was basically just using up all of the life force that was to keep me alive in order to get this hit, mm-hmm. this hit of worth and value. And it led to... One day sitting on the other side of this wall, I was doing my client's nails who I saw for eight years every day because she would come work out with me and I did her nails every week. And she said, I was diagnosed with four stage liver cancer. And I heard a voice in my head that said, why does she get to go? And I have to stay. And I realized I am depressed. I was empty, but I was running on habit and behavior. I was running on drive and energy. I was running on what other people saw in me. And in that moment, I looked up, you can call it source, God, universe, Jesus, Holy Spirit, whatever you want. And I said, well, fine, not doing anything else. That's not fun. And everything collapsed. (laughs) Like I'm telling you everything from that moment on. And this is, this is who I am that erupted from all of that falling apart, all of that conditioning, this environmental messaging, societal's conditioning, generational patterning, religious dogma, all the things that I thought were me, that I was looking to belong. I was looking for the label and the title of who I was. And I mean, this, I can tell you some stories like finding myself in an AA meeting. Yes, I'm, I'm here. I'm an alcoholic. Yeah, that's where I am. Here, here's, I'll belong here, right? I just kept trying to find the place to belong because I, I didn't know then what I know now that I was trying to feel that child wound that never got the sense of self, that never, I was never even the daughter. I was never even the, you know, that, but I didn't know. I didn't understand trauma. I didn't understand um, like the way that the, the message that we get before the age of seven, we just continue to repeat. So that's yeah. a kind of long story to where it is. And that's my coming from the other side of it, looking back, <laughs> that's what I realized, but it wasn't so pretty. I mean, I had five kids at home, a husband working shift work, two full-on businesses. I was getting up at 4.30 in the morning to open the gym. I would take turns from one place to other. I had time for adoration. I never missed the kids' ball games. I I mean, listen, I had it going on. (laughs) That it's amazing. And as I'm hearing you tell that story, like I'm seeing people I've known my whole life that had similar experiences where they were, you know, I was homeschooled growing up and there was a lot of server, server type personalities where, you know, they would run these huge nonprofits or they would run these big events with a lot of kids. And it was, you know, that, but a lot of them weren't healthy, like you're explaining here. And so it's such an interesting link that 99% of the population never makes. It's this, you know, person who has such a heart for service that might not be the healthiest. And so tell us a little bit more about like what So like you're in that moment and you're like, okay, something has to change. I'm not going to do anything that's not fun anymore. What took you from that place to understanding the mind body connection and like how that was playing into your, your life and manifesting in these illnesses and surgeries and all of that. Yeah. Cause that was a long time ago. Matter of fact, I passed by the cemetery to look at the date not long ago. Um, 
a, a lot more happened. I wasn't even a health coach at that point. I was doing an online certification for Christian counseling because I was like, okay, you know, we're in the Bible Belt of the South, so it has to be something mm -hmm. that they approve of. Yeah. Um, that's kind of where it started is um, a lot of it was trying to figure it out for myself. I was Googling things at this time. I am kind of like starting to have the whole online thing and seeing like, I had a full hysterectomy. So I was looking for like hormone imbalance and, you know, I mean, you, you name it. I was on so much medication. I had no contact with my emotional body at all. I didn't even know what there was an emotional body at that point, Yeah, but I had already been doing, I've, I've been an avid reader since I'm a child. I don't know how I found that. I call it by the grace of God. I somehow found books in libraries. I mean, I remember winning the summer um, contest as reading the most books when I was in sixth grade go figure. No one took me to the library, but, and so that's, I, I would say that that's probably what saved me is the information that I came across along the years. And I came across Louise Hayes work a long time ago, over 20 years ago. And one day it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I think I had to have enough experience lined up and I always journaled. And so I was able to go back to journals and the surgeries and what she was saying and put it together when I had my tonsils removed, when I had the female organs, when I had the gallbladder, when I had, like it made sense on those are the emotional deficiencies that were showing up physically manifesting, materializing in the body, just like our thoughts and beliefs show up in our checkbook, show up in our relationship, show up in our bedrooms, shows up in our yeah. business. Right. And so I, I don't know, I just like went so far into it and it just made so much sense, but here's the thing. It made sense here and I kind of understood it here. And so mm -hmm. I was actually training mind body coaches at this point, because I was, I mean, I just knew every part of the body, what it represented, what it like, I was like into it. And then I had a bout with sciatica mm -hmm. that knocked me on the floor. I could not sit for 16 weeks. And it felt like the universe had me peeled, pinned down. Like I could not, I was like, I'm going to put a bullet in my head. I can't, I'm not going to live. Like it was the most intense. And it questioned all of my beliefs about that, all of them. And I have coaches that were with me in that training that watched the whole entire experience on what it, to come to that depth of belief and faith. At that point, I had already seen the surgeon. I had already had the MRI. I had, I mean, it was like, this is legit, right? Everything they talk about with bulging discs, impinged root nerve. Like I had all of the evidence. Unfortunately, I couldn't get in my car to drive. I had to, if someone couldn't drive me, I couldn't sit. So I had to lay in the back seat. So I couldn't get as, as much as I wanted to. So it was really interesting how it was set up. And that experience, it just drove it in. There's no way I will ever look back. There's, you cannot, I'm so solid and so firm. And, and I realize now, it required that it mm. would require that because of the suggestibility in society, in the medical community, in the healers, all of it, all of it. I'm not saying one's better than the other either. I'm saying that it's a whole together that we have separated. The systems yeah. have separated and created competition amongst themselves. So once I realized it was the lack of wholeness, it was the lack of understanding. And I was able to integrate and embody that it's gone. Like I, it was gone. So two surgeons I spoke with, one was a torn labrum in my left shoulder and the other one was sciatica. Both times major business events going on in my life. I was a leader with doTERRA. I was the aromatouch trainer for Louisiana. I was traveling here, Canada, you name it. I was anywhere who wanted to learn about aromatouch. I would go teach their team. That's when this happened. Can I support myself? Can I really do this? Uh... And, and the actual technique required me to do this with anyone with a torn labrum can't do. can't do, can't do. So that was a big part of it. And then the other one was I paid $1,500. No, it was $2,000. I paid $2,000 to run Facebook ads. So I paid someone to take my message online. <laughs> I feel like your people can relate to that. Yeah. I remember exactly where I was standing. I remember when I sent the money. I remember what my desk looked like, everything. The next day is when the sciatica thing showed up. Can I support myself? Can I believe in this? Am I supported? Right. All of the, and I'm a massage therapist by this time. I'm a massage therapist and mind body coach. I'm really putting it together. All of the things, all of the fears materialized in my physical body and to put me out completely out of commission. And I was already aware of all this. 
Yeah. That's how strong the mind-body disconnection is. Because that aspect of us, that fear is so strong that when the soul essence is out here doing the thing, that little kitty cat or that little kid or that little three-year-old or five-year-old, it's like, mm, mm, mm. and that angst is what is showing up in our physical body. And that's where the really big driving passion for entrepreneurs came for me. Those who are out there doing big things. I'm the cross of plane in human design. I'm a six, two role model. I don't have a choice here. I had mm. to figure this out. And as a role model, bridging the material plane, it's to help other people to have a better experience in the material world, which I hated. My history was not great. And so of course, that's what I have to learn. And I can bridge that gap now because I stayed with it and through it and I continued to learn and it was not easy. It's not easy for any of us business people. It's just not, we look at the stage, we see the million dollar marketers, we see the, it looks easy. It looks mm -hmm. easy, but it didn't come easy. That's our mind. Yeah. And so as soon as it gets a little tough, a little hard, our brain goes into defense, which it should. And it creates things in the body to get our attention, which become a chew toy. So when you can't walk, you for sure can't think about putting yourself out there. Yeah. <laughs> right? I am now protected. I'm going to live through this. Unfortunately, my soul essence is a bigger than that. And it was like, oh, there's no way we're living like this. Yeah. And I had a similar experience where a couple of years ago, I had this all of a sudden, just horrible back spasm. I don't think it was sciatica, but it was like my lower left back and just all the way shooting all the way up. And I was like immobile, like just could not get out of bed crying, like just complete pain. And I did all the things I did chiropractor, massage therapy. I was messaging everybody on Facebook. What do I do? And then I came across um, healing back pain and um, started to, you know, do some, some digging into like what was going on emotionally for me. This is the holiday season of 2020. So not going to be able to see family, all the stuff coming up for me around, you know, the pandemic and everything. And I was like, kind of like what you're saying, ton of bricks for, it's just like, of course, this makes sense, of course. And so I'm sitting journaling, going through this whole thing and it's gone. It never came back. And it's so, it's like, to me, it's so powerful. But when I share about this, sometimes I'm not with like, oh, it's, I mean, the stuff is going to resolve at some point anyways, or, you know, just very like dismissive to this whole connection, because it, it seems like if you are just living in your logical mind, you have such a disconnect to your emotional mind. So I'm curious your take on like people who are, are kind of like, there's no scientific proof to this, or it's just fluffy or it's coincidence. Like, do you come up against that a lot? And kind of like, what is your, what is your response to those kinds of things? Cause I know I experienced that as somebody who shares about this. 100%. That's, and I believe I might sound a little pompous or egotistical here, but I believe my experience was to be so solid in it, like a hundred percent, even my own mind after 20 years yeah. of searching and knowing, and I'm talking, I had all of the evidence, all of the stuff stacked up. I've just always been a seeker and searcher, but, and I trained like I train practitioners to become mind-body coaches. I train massage therapists to become mind-body coaches. So, I mean, I am about as rich as belief in it as, and it still, I was in the middle of a training when it happened to me. So yes, the answer is yes. And healing back pain, all of Dr. Sorno's work. Yes. I've, I mean, that's, that's our tools. That's, that's the, the study and the practice along with other modalities that I've learned along the way. Cause remember I was a massage therapist. I had my own team. I had healers. I had a personal, two personal PTs who were clients who were coming over here working on me. I have native mm -hmm. American uh, medicine being poured on me. I had, we did Reiki. I did Joe Dispenza's meditations. I, I mean, mm -hmm. all of it, but that's how strong that afraid aspect of us is it. None of that was going to get to that child. It, it reminds me of, you have a litter of cats. There's six kittens. Okay. And then they're all out playing. They're a few weeks old now, you know, they're having so much fun. They're so cute. And they're in the, and you got that one little kitty cat right underneath the house and you can't get to her. Yeah. And you're like trying to get her out. Mm -hmm. Why won't she just let you love her? Because she's afraid. 
And she wants more than anything to go play with the other kitties. But she's so afraid. And so this is the more than mindset part. Clients show up and it's like, kick my ass today, Kim. Tell me what, and I'm like, I'm just going to love you today. Mm -hmm. I'm going to love that scared part of you. Because that kitten's not coming out the house because you're angry and you're trying to trick it. And it's not. Yeah, it's not. And so it's like, it's calling us to that feminine, compassionate, soft that we needed as the child. I didn't need a mom to show up and kick my ass. I needed Mm -hmm. a mom to show up and say I belonged somewhere. That it was okay to be me that I was enough. I needed someone to say that, right? And so we become the someone. Yeah. I think and then the whole litter is together. But that separation, that's the mind-body disconnect, you could say. Like, put it parallel. Mm. That right. separation is that drive to one, but I can't have, which is conflicting beliefs. Mine can't have conflicting beliefs. It's impossible. And so Mm -hmm. understanding the subconscious and the unconscious and the internal dialogue that's from the past that we can't identify with because it's been a part of us all along. We think it's normal. We think it's how everyone is because we don't recognize and we can't see it for ourselves. And I think that's part of God's plan for us to be with each other. Mm. Yeah. So we just act as mirrors to each other and we're able to say, I see what's going on here with you and you see what's going on with me. Yeah. 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 And remember, we all come from this get up and fight and go and make it happen and go and, you know, and all that stuff. That's why I love bringing in like human design languaging and stuff like that, because it just shows people we're all different. That's it. I don't need anything. We don't need to be conditioned by another chart or by another planet or by another, whatever someone else is saying, another guru or another whoever, right? I don't believe that at all. It's just a language to understand differentiality. We are not the same. We don't function the same. And yet we have all these gurus telling people how to make money, how to do things, how to get that, how to do that, according to how it worked for them in order to maintain their funding. Yep. And I know for me, like the biggest breakdowns that I've had in business, the biggest like identity crises that I've had in business have been when I was trying to like contort and fit myself into what someone was telling me, like, here's the formula. And I, we all love a good formula. You know, we're business people too. So I'm not saying throw every formula out the window, but like we, when something doesn't feel right to us as business owners, sometimes our natural inclination is to override that feeling that it doesn't feel right and say, well, they're millionaires. So we might as well follow them. I'm sure they know what they're talking about and like fit ourselves into the system. And I mean, I've built completely wrong programs for myself because I was just trying to like appease this, this thing. And so it's so like, I love what you're talking about because it's so much like, just get back in touch with yourself. Like you have the answers that you need, you know, like we, we all have the answers that we need within. And then those answers tell us like, this is right for you. This is wrong for you. Try that guru, try this person, you know, like that's our internal compass that we're kind of taught to override almost. Yeah. And So what I've created from this, from my way too much money to mention of investing in all of that is that what we do different in e-school is we get, we find the self first, then we find the formula that matched the self. Like, and so instead of all of that, like, it's like, wait a minute. Cause what I see you, what you just said about contorting yourself to fit in there. So for sure. And I'm going to give you a different way to look at it. So we'll look at it two different ways and neither one are right or wrong. It's just different. And that is when, so you're imagining you're coming to this point and you're realizing you've had enough life experience to realize what's not working, right? There's something off. There's something materializing here. I don't have the money I want. I don't have the relationship I want. I don't, all that stuff. You start to realize it. And then that desire to have it, just that desire to have it is coming from, like I say, soul essence, because that's just the language Mm -hmm. I use. And so you imagine the soul essence has permission to expand, right? Here it comes, here it comes. It's coming on board the mind body, right? So, so we have the soul, we have our thoughts, we have the body that it's physically manifested in, 
right? Mm -hmm. We have the emotional body that it's expressed through. Now look at all the parts that we haven't even been aware of. And so the soul's coming and it's evolving. It's like, oh, here, we're coming on board. We're going to go do the big thing. And the kitty cat, right? The part of us, the the condition, the limited Mm -hmm. mental construct closes in like a gate, you can imagine. And you got that, the soul pushing against and the hinges are busting open. So what do you think you're going to feel in your body? pain (laughs) because the resistance to be all of you is what's creating the mind body disconnection is what's creating the pain the illness the disease the Mm -hmm. diagnosis it's the resistance from being all that you are because we're so flipping afraid because we've been pushed and forced and scared and told and all of that stuff and it is this listen this is life this is like i'm going to die If I don't do what my parents told me or do what the church told me or do what my neighbor said or do, we really believe that the mind really believes it's going to die. And then here's this, you, the real you coming out. Like, I got to go do this. And then here's the, oh, I can't. (laughs) And so that friction is the breaking. So what do we do? So we recognize, like, say someone's in this place now, like they're recognizing, okay, I am constantly dealing with like hip pain or something that's, you know, coming up for me a lot. And I know I have this big mission, but they're maybe now they're starting to realize there's a resistance there, or there's a conflict of beliefs. What's like some of the first steps that they do to start to resolve that conflict? Like, tame the kitty cat or like attend to that part of their, their self. That's like, heck no, that is, that is not where we're going. That is, that's death. That's going to be a death to self. If we do that. Oh yeah. Everyone's going to hate me. I'm going to die alone. I'm going to be diagnosed with a disease in the hospital and no one will come visit me like all of the things. Right. (laughs) And so the hips are like the inability to thrust forward. So it's huge mm-hmm. hip pain, knee pain. Can I support myself, right? Ankles, yeah. am I flexible enough to do this? And so the hips and the, thr- if I can't thrust forward and the resistance comes up, right? Yeah. And you literally, I had six feet surgery, foot, is it foot or feet? Six foot <laughs> surgeries. Foot six. Foot, yeah. Six. Oh Don't know gosh. where I'm going from. I can't step forward, right? I mean, I was like, couldn't, I was immobile for, for going through all of this. You can imagine how much time it took for each surgery. To not be able to walk. I became the person with the crutches. That was like just normally what I look like. And so it's, it was, do you see what I'm saying? And so for the hip, I want to answer your question. So let's just say there is this, I'm, I'm scared as shit to move forward. I don't, I don't know. I don't have the ability to, th- to thrust forward. I'm stuck. My body is locked. I'm having all this pain. Here's the brain. Like, oh, let's go focus on the pain. Let's get to PT. Let's go to what, whatever thing that you sign up for, which I am not against any of it. Thank God I had a team who could, cause it helps calm the nervous system. So you do want to do that first. You want to take care of the physical symptom. What does that look like? Okay. Essential oil touch you'd be surprised just putting your hand or having your loved one just put their hand I will tell if someone's on the side of me and they're having something and I just touch I just it just leaves it's it's fascinating once you start experiencing this how the energy just like reflects that calmness and that ease just and so it's like coming to presence Mm, I can see where I'm afraid of that Mm. makes total sense And so what do you use to drop into the nervous system? Is it tapping? I'm really afraid. Scared I fall flat on my face. I'm going to lose all my money and everyone's going to laugh at me. Putting myself out there and being vulnerable. You want to hear my description of vulnerable? Yeah. Being butt ass naked in the back of an RV, hanging on the ladder, going down Main Street, homecoming parade, 20 year class reunion. (laughs) That's vulnerable. That's vulnerable. Yeah. Right. I can see where this is really scary. They're all going to see me. All of the parts that I've been hiding with my clothes, all of the costumes that I've been wearing are now off. I can see why you would be afraid. I call it clean compassion. And so it's compassion for self first. Because we've been taught as as Christians and martyrs and whatever was the saints, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to say, whatever your upbringing is, 
we've been taught like joy, right? Jesus, others, then self, then, then you, right? And I'm like, what if it's a triangle that moves? What if they all work together? What if the integration is J-O-Y that, because how, yeah. how, what if you don't know who you is? Mm-hmm. Then you just yeah. keep going, Jesus, others, Jesus, others, Jesus, others. You never find you like it because yeah. no one ever taught you about you. It's so fascinating that you're saying all this because I'm thinking like the first reaction that I had to the, the pain in my back was anger because like I was mad at it. And I was like, I, I was supposed to be working out. I was supposed to be working on business things and all of this. And so I was like mad at it. And I was frustrated that I was experiencing it. And nowhere, nowhere in my tool belt was compassion. And that's the very first thing that you say. And like, we might know that mentally, you know, I know what helped me the most with therapy was telling something to somebody and her going, oh my gosh, that must've been so hard. And I was like, oh yeah, it was. And that, you know, right there, but when it comes to physical pain, that's not our first reaction a lot of times, you know, and you're saying that's the first thing, which is so powerful. And what's interesting is pain is pain. So in the essential mm -hmm. oil world and the aroma touch world and, you know, teaching about the emotional body, deep blue and breathe. Yeah. When someone dies, that's the, that's what I bring to their family mm -hmm. because grief is stored in the lungs. Breathe. Deep blue is for the pain body, emotional pain, physical pain. It's the same. Mm -hmm. And so it's yeah. the connection that's missing. It's the connection. And so it's that ability to get present, to unravel, unpack the story unconsciously, start noticing what's there. What's those fears? Where's that coming from? I can't move forward because I'm angry because I can't do what I want to do. I'm angry because this is stopping. This is in the way. What you didn't recognize is it was coming for you to take you deeper, to take you closer. Mm-hmm. And so it's recognizing that, oh, I can see how this happened. I can see the resistance that I created to self-preserve. Oh, my body's yeah. so smart to preserve, mm. to help me. Yeah. And just staying, staying there, some gentle rocks. What did you need? What did you need when you were afraid? What did you need when no one was there? give that to yourself now. It's mm -hmm. an opportunity to become that caretaker for you. Yeah. And then it's the reframe and the pivot. That's not me. I'm not three. I can see mm -hmm. where that came from, but I don't have to go hide in my closet. You can't tell you how many hypnotherapy sessions we do and they're hiding in the closet. So crazy. Yeah. The closet, the desk at school, crying in the bathroom, sitting on the bed in the backyard. Like it's fascinating, but I'm like, what is it with the closet? I don't know. The kids just, I guess, cause it's closes in and it, it's yeah. easy to hide. So we're like breaking these closet doors open and their bodies are just like, don't turn the light on. Yeah. Right. And all that time, the thing we need is to turn the light on and expose the shame. It's the shame that's keeping us in the closet and it mm -hmm. loses all of its power. And then I'm going to, I'm mixing all my stories, but then the kitty cat can come out and play. Right. Yeah. And so it's, Presence, unpacking, navigating or pivoting, reframing, and then cultivating. Oh, actually, this mm -hmm. is me moving through this experience. It's new and different. I've never done it before, which is exciting and why I signed up for it. I forgot. I forgot it was going to be uncomfortable riding butt-ass naked on the back of the RV in yeah. front of my classmates from 20 years ago. I just forgot. Somehow it slipped my mind, right? right. And then you go back to choosing it committing, continuing until it's great. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I know for me too, a piece of it was like releasing expectation. Cause I had, I had gotten into this, you know, like just head first into my body and understanding what it was. And then I was reading these stories where it was like, the second I realized what was happening, the pain was gone instantly. And I never, it never came back. And so I had a lot of expectations, like oh, I'm going to do this meditation and then I'm going to jump up and it's going to be gone and I'm going to be pain-free the rest of my life. And I had a lot of like resistance and I was like, it's not working yet. It's not working yet. You know, obviously I hadn't released everything yet. Um, and so I think that's a piece to mention too, because if you're, 100%. you know, yeah. just diving into this, 
there's still a process, you know, it's not a light switch. This is like, this is a lifelong journey to, in a way, you know, like I still will feel stuff in my shoulder sometimes and be like, oh, of course, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going forward with a new venture. Yeah, of course this is going to come up, but you know, it's, it's a, it's a lifelong thing that you're, you're dealing with once you understand this world. Yeah. It's a practice. It's a moment of awareness and trust. And then it's a practice of cultivating that exact experience. And so what I mean by integrative mind body coach is it's really the integration and the embodiment of that knowing instead of intellectual. So those who are like, well, tell me how, I don't know how I tried everything. It's, I promise you, they're probably a one, have a one somewhere in their design or a three, right? Because the three has to have the experience, the three or the six, and the one just wants to go and know all the details. And they won't, they, it's all intellectual. It's all trying to figure it out here. This work is not intellectual. It is, and without understanding the emotional body, which you never hear anyone talk about that, right? So I always envision this pie and it's cut in four pieces. The medical community has the physical body psychiatry has the mental body religion and the gurus have the spiritual body we've never we don't even have a doctor of emotional body <laughs> like I'm like yeah. oh, I can be the expert in that I can be the authority yeah. of that I've got 30 years experience in this part um so it's really recognizing that the emotional body is an entity it's a part of the integration and whenever those come together then it's sealed and so now you have that fresh new pie wholeness wholeness. When you're whole, you're like relieved of all of those pressures and separations. And there's this, ah, yeah. Now look around the pie when you're whole internally, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. Now Mm -hmm. your finances, your relationships, the things you do, all that other stuff fit. That's the whole integration in my book and workbook. That's, that's what we're talking about is being the ability to integrate all aspects of ourself. And for those who are in business, it goes to, it's exactly the same. How we do anything is how we do anything. What's above is below. What's inside is outside. It's always a reflection. And so you'll get these, these people in business and they're like, oh, I was a therapist and now I want to be a coach. And now I want to be a more, and no, we don't throw parts of ourselves away. We bring them in. And so the integrative mind body coaching is about bringing in that. I I would never want to lose my experiences. First of all, I suffered too long in them. (laughs) I'm not not throwing them away. I mean, it makes great stories. I can relate to so many people. I'm not a victim Mm -hmm. of any of it. You know, it's just, it's, it's like the whole piece. It's it's, if you had a puzzle out on the table, would you throw a piece away because it was the wrong color or that a color that you didn't like? Right. Of course. Right. So it's like when you put it all together, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be a complete product. So it's like, yeah, I didn't like those yellow flowers. I threw that. Then you gotta be whole. (laughs) Gotta leak. Right. Right? And it it's so interesting because these other pieces of the pie, like they they talk about the emotional body without ever talking about it. Like people go to spirituality, in my opinion, sometimes to fulfill the needs of the emotional body. Like they're feeling empty, they're feeling worthless, they're feeling whatever, and sometimes dive deep into religion and it's maybe fulfilling one part of them, but there's still this whole other piece of them that isn't having its needs met. And that's like, it creates so much frustration and tension. And I can only just imagine that it's creating physical things as well, because we're not going to the right spot to actually fix the thing that needs fixing or understand the thing that needs understanding. I can guarantee you that because I have that experience too. <laughs> yeah. My first self-help book was the, the little Bible, the little red Bible I found in my house <laughs> and mm-hmm. I started reading and I would look up fear and I'd go read the story. And then I'm listening to Proverbs and Psalms and I'm with the Kings. Yes, it's so hard. And I'm like, yeah. I believe like that's, I mean, it was like totally suggested that that's how life was. Right. So I, yeah. I took on that. And I mean, I did some, some chase, I chased Jesus everywhere. Joyce Myers, Joel Olstein, Beth Moore. I went to revivals mm-hmm. that were going on for months in Florida. I, I was yeah. desperately seeking Jesus. I had to figure this out. It could be something to do with being a six, two. And, you know, like we, yeah. our life is so um, rich. That first third of life is like it basically kicking you around. Then you finally get up and you get away and you go try to figure out what the hell just happened. So I can come up with the resources that whoever this happens to, again, I've got to be able to help them. Right. And then 
when you finally do have the resources, you get your butt thrown off the roof and you're like, okay, go yeah. out and have fun. I'm like, wait, what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> right. Because my mind is conditioned to go do the business thing, go do the stri- go. And here I am with this, like, I ba- barely have a suitcase out flying about the world, like just going be what I learned. And yeah. my mind was like, wait, 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 this is when you're supposed to go, you know, stack your schedule or go do your, and so it's like, there's still, it never ends. The tug of war never ends. Yeah. And I know we're talking a lot about human design. So um, guys, there is an episode 69 where it's like real baby intro to human design, but Kim, do you want to tell us a little bit about like, I'm sorry about how, that. <laughs> no, that's totally fine. They, I've mentioned it a lot in the show before, but like, tell us a little bit about how human design like plays into this and maybe just like brief synopsis of kind of like, you know, we're saying six, two, like that's a profile. So tell us a little bit about like how the pieces of human design and how they play into this. So I found, um, birth charts in astrology prior. So I had a client, I was teaching yoga and she says, have you ever read a birth chart? You're so interesting. <laughs> she was like, so she hooked me up with a friend and I was like, Whoa. And so it was like talking about the North node and the South node and what we came into the world and mm-hmm. what we're going to, I was like, this is like mind blowing. And then, so that kind of opened remember I'm in a very Bible belt. So I was like, Ooh, like we got to hide that. Like we got to hide the little tarot cards. And, you know, people already Mm -hmm. thought I was doing essential oils. I was for sure, which, and you know, all this stuff. So I was very cautious about it. And I mean, my body, my nervous system had a really hard time. Remember the Bible grew me up and I had been told all this in Catholicism. I did. I was baptized in all the religions too, (laughs) non-denomination, Baptist. So where I was going to heaven, (laughs) I had to get out of here (laughs) to go to heaven. And so um, after I, I started, I, I don't know, a friend introduced me. I was probably um, mid 40s, 46, 48, mm-hmm. right before coming off the roof. Perfect timing. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, one of the first things I read is about that coming off the roof, how hard it was going to be. And I was like, oh no, I, I can't do this again. But coincidentally, that's when the sciatica stuff was. It's a huge mm-hmm. incident that knocks you off your rocks. Guess when I had the full hysterectomy? 29. That's the first one. 29 to 32 finishes the first stage, 48 to 52 is entry of the second. Now, of course, I thought it was going to be over at 52. No, no, no. 53 (laughs) still like it doesn't, it doesn't. You just, so you imagine every step or every seven years, you're now acclimating to that new and then it starts over and then it starts over. So these seven-year cycles are not just about the learning of human design, the foundation of human design, it's transformation in general. The first seven years of your life is when you're conditioned to be who you are right now. And then you have the seven years where you're becoming mental, the mental body. I need to protect myself. I can't wear those shorts. I can't do that. I can't write. You start thinking, you start hiding when you do things wrong. You start, that's mental. Then we should come into an emotional body because when at the very beginning, you are emotional, but it's conditioned, right? Mm -hmm. And so then as you keep moving, then you come into the spirituality. And I'm like, oh, it's this, it just keeps repeating. So then it started Mm -hmm. making sense. I read human design. I learn about my profile. I learn that I'm a six, two, I'm a generator. I'm an emotional being. I go through these waves coincidentally diagnosed as bipolar, put on lithium, Mm -hmm. all the antidepressants since I'm 20 years old, like all of the things. And they said, because I talk too fast, like I'm up here. I talk, I'm really depressed. I want to die. And I talk too fast. So that's how I was diagnosed. And believe me, I'm listening to all the doctors. I'm taking all the medicine. I'm doing all of the things I know. So I went with these diagnoses. You got to, like, it's so tricky because I was on the medication, which shut my emotional body down. I'm an emotional being. Of course I was depressed. I, I couldn't find me. And I'm, a, right. I'm this child who's like journaling and reading and doing. So I, I was in touch with that aspect of myself without knowing. Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. So now I'm starting to see the whole picture and I read about the six, two and the next event. And I'm like, Oh no, 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 no. Oh no, 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 no. And then I find my mentor who was the first six, two off the roof that was studying with raw, that was transcribing the information. And she says mm-hmm. the same thing. And I'm like, I got to find this woman. <laughs> it's like, oh. I'm on a mission now. Is she still alive? You know, and actually yeah. is my mentor today. And so as we, as I start moving through this experience and I recognize the fear, I can't go through this again because my mm-hmm. mind has an experience, right? It's, it's remembering how bad it was. It's how deadly it was. And I don't know if this might be touchy topic on your show, but I attempted suicide and survived and I was pissed mm-hmm. about it. And so you can imagine here I am experiencing the same detriment and like thinking, and I was like, crap, do we just keep repeating? It's like when Mercury retrograde comes around, right? 
we're taken right. down into repeating again. I was scared. I was very scared. And understand I have five kids, 12 grandbabies, a business. Like it, I, I have so much compassion for, mm -hmm. for the suicide community. I, I mean, so much compassion when, when this stuff starts coming out, we have a 28% suicide rate here. One third of our people wow. die by their own hands, you know? So it's like, it was, it was very real even having all this information, even knowing all this. And so when I read that, it scared me. And if I wouldn't have had the tools and had the people and had the support, I don't, you know, I, I did. So I shouldn't say, I don't know what, right. I have no idea. Yeah. But what I've learned from it is it gave me a permission slip. It helped me to understand that I didn't have a choice, that all of these things were meant to happen. My, that first third of life. I mean, I, the first 30 years I experienced more than some people will experience their entire lifetime. I can talk about almost any topic. You know, we had a house burn. We had no insurance. We had four kids. We had to figure out where to live. We, um, I, I remember going to school because there was like fun and food there. There was nothing at mm. home. I remember, yeah. you know, my brother hung himself when I was in high school. My, I mean, we have so much story. Mm -hmm. I ended up pregnant, homeless, no dad, no sleeping in a car, $5 in my pocket, not knowing where I was going to go, what I was going to do with this kid in my belly. Like, you know, it's like so much experience before 20. Yeah. And wow. so it made sense. It made sense. And that's, I'm really drawn to talk to sixes because <laughs> I get, I know, I, I, I mean, I could basically just sit here and just say, yeah, let's just talk about it. Yeah. And you're going to use it. And that's coincidentally a prayer. I prayed the whole entire time. I says, I know this is not a waste. I know this is not a waste. I know this is used, going to be used for someone. Now watch, I was spiritual bypassing. I was going into martyr. Yeah. Yeah. Bring on the pain, right? Because mm -hmm. I believed I learned through pain because I go to my knees and I seek God. And I was taught that. Yeah. Yeah. That's bypassing. That's not clean compassion. That's like, carry your cross. We got it. Let's go. Yeah. That has nothing to do with getting to know who you are and being with yourself and trusting life source self. Yeah. I don't that's know if such I an important question about human design, but that's what it did for me is help me to understand yeah. my children, my grandchildren, um, their uh, parents in general. Cause Ross says, you stupid asses, you know, he tried to do a reading and they would just like intellectualize it all. He's like, this is for the kids. I can't talk to you assholes. Yeah, like just, yeah, yeah. Just, I wish the kids would have this instead of a birth certificate when they came out of the hospital. Like if we could give every parent yes. the chart, I'm really drawn to teach this for relationships, for communication. I'm like, bring your, your like most frustrating relationship, bring that person with you and let's sit in a room and I'll show you why they frustrate you. <laughs> I yeah. love that. Yeah. And I love hearing you talk about it because it's so you know, we have these like other tools, like there's astrology and there's the Enneagram and these are personality tests, except mm -hmm. for astrology, but these are personality tests and they, you know, they're great. They have merit. I understand pieces of them, but like human design is so deep specific. and specific. And I know, like, I love your kind of the way that you approach it is like, it's data that you use. And I know I've like heard you speak about like, you know, we don't attach our entire identity to the chart. Like it's not you know, what if you find out you're adopted or something like this is not the letter of the law, but it's such a useful tool to interpret how you're experiencing life and why you're experiencing this way. It's like, it almost just gives you this, oh, okay. I understand now. Like it's something to help you understand what's going on in your life in a way. Yeah. It's training wills for the um, deconditioning for the unpacking part, whether you got the wrong chart or not, the information mm -hmm. in it itself, because there's always transits coming and going, you might be open and you're uh, me and you together could be creating something that's different. So we're having a different experience. And that's how I teach it because I'm like, don't get attached to anything. I've had people get attached to the wrong chart. <laughs> I was like, don't yeah. let human design condition you. I'm super like protective over that. You know, yeah. I'm like, mm -mm. I have clients who don't, they were adopted. They have no idea where they mm -hmm. don't even know the date they were in a, right. a, you know, they were away for six months before they were actually adopted. So there's no, so what do you do with them? Well, I can tell, <laughs> I can tell from the, like, I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And just knowing that so well, I can actually help them come out of it and pivot just because I understand human behavior, not because I understand human, uh, the human design. Does that make sense? But yeah. sixes have embodied it. So we do have a deeper understanding of it right away because the six is the visionary for the generations to come, which is yeah. 
where we're going. So I do feel like we kind of have, um, that's where all of our experiences take us through it. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, there's nothing more important than relationship, relationship with yeah. yourself, with source, with life, with others, with plants, with animals, with nothing. There's nothing more important than relationships. And if you can learn more about yourself and you can relate to yourself, yeah. struggles are gone. Mm-hmm. Because everything is about judgment and comparison due to competition. The mind sees something, wants it, thinks it shouldn't be, thinks it should be different, should be happening to me, should be happening to them, shouldn't be happening to anyone. That's the suffering. Yeah. So without judgment and comparison, you're in, you're in being. I'm like, oh, isn't that interesting? Well, that's how it's going to be this week. Like this week, I'm like, whoa, I'm on the high wave. This is fun. Yeah. But I'm very mm-hmm. aware that it's a wave. Yes. I told my yeah. uh, membership, I was like, Hey, whatever I offer you today, you can't hold me to it. <laughs> Cause I'm like going <laughs> to give away everything right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to be respectful of your time and we've covered so much. I'm so appreciative of this. Tell people, I, I know that people who are listening to this are resonating with you. Like I can just feel it. I know that that's what's happening. So tell them like where to get more of you. I know you have your podcast. Um, I know you have multiple programs to tell them where they can get more of you and the best place to find you online. The easiest thing is just to look up more than mindset. Cause that's really where the work began. When I realized that mindset is amazing, it's such a powerful tool, but it doesn't include the nervous system. It doesn't include the emotional body. It doesn't understand. It doesn't include energy or even the cellular disposition that you came into this world with all of the deconditioning aspects. So more than mindset is the podcast. It's there's a free Facebook group. I have a book. It's being rebranded right now. So I don't know what the name's going to be oh, okay. <laughs> right now. It's called the punchline approach because this is basically, Hey guys, these are the only five things you need to do. I'm pretty much bottom line. I read yep. so many books and I was insistent that I was going to rewrite something that, Hey, here's the things you have to do. You got the context yeah. in your other books. Um, and that's it. I have e-school, which is for healing focused entrepreneurs to help them um, mm-hmm. launch and grow their business. And I have a membership that's called self healing masters. And that mm-hmm. is for the individual coach practitioner that um, wants to integrate human design in their life, in their business, in their relationships. And so it's just a place where I show up every week and teach. It's fun. Just a place to hang out. Still, still a baby. Just opened. Still small. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Kim. I really appreciate your time. And I'm just so, so happy that you, you came because I know this is, it's going to be a transformational episode for people. So thank you so much. Thank you. It was fun.